Let's discuss the IRA in detail once more today. South Korea just submitted an official written feedback to the U.S. regarding the act that would put non-American car makers at a disadvantage, which includes, of course, South Korean EV makers. What is South Korea's plea, and will the outcome of this week's U.S. midterm elections alter the fate of the IRA? For further analysis, we're joined by Professor Kim Byung-ju of the Hanguk University of Foreign Studies. Good morning, Professor Kim. Good morning. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. The U.S. Treasury deadline for receiving public input regarding the new Inflation Reduction Act was last Friday. Can you first uh, explain for our listeners what this process was and how it works? The Treasury Department's call for public comment is uh, part of the implementation of the Inflation Reduction Act. And as we recall, the way the law passed, it was a very, very fast. Uh, after passing the Senate, the the bill passed the uh, House, I think, as I recall, August 12th. Mm-hmm. And then about four days later, President Biden signed the bill and the bill entered. Uh, it was enacted. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you know, to implement it, uh, it takes time to come up with detailed uh implementation regulation and so on. And uh, among many different steps, I mean, the bill itself, as you may recall, it's not only about electric vehicle mm. subsidies we are talking about, but it has all different parts, even even drug prices, right. uh, drug price negotiation with the pharmaceutical companies and so on, batteries and the solar panels. Mm. That's a huge uh, boundary that this bill actually includes. So, uh, different different implementation processes taking place at different time and all that. But for this particular thing about the electric vehicle subsidy, mm. uh, this Treasury Department calls for public input was in place between the period of time of October fifth until November fourth last year uh, last week. So mm. this part they're incorporating public input in order to come up with detailed. Uh, regulations on how to how to have this IRA being implemented. So that's the process, and that mm. this particular part was uh, the the calling for or inviting public input uh, uh, was closed last week after one month period, as I mentioned. Professor Kim, I think you raised an important point in South Korea because we've been so greatly fixated on uh, the portion that would negatively affect South Korea's EV makers. I almost forgot that there is a much bigger boundary when we discuss the Inflation Reduction right. Act. But mm-hmm. but going back to that, uh, the, the very plea that South Korea is asking for, uh, given that South Korea's EV makers would continue to be negatively affected by the IRA if everything goes as put forward, uh, uh, they had to push for amendments. So what did Korea do to take advantage of this public input process? As far as I understand, there are several entities that uh, filed, uh, you know, opinion mm-hmm. to the Treasury Department for the last month period of time when it was calling for public uh, input. I think uh, Hyundai Kia Motor Group itself, as a party that's directly uh, affected, they have filed their view. And then Korea International Trade Association, as a body that represents the interest of, uh, you know, uh, exporters as well as importers here in Korea, but they have a presence in, in Washington. And so uh, KITA filed their position mm. and also uh, I believe Korean government also filed their position uh, altogether. And 
Hyundai Kia Motors, uh, among, I mean, these three different filing cases, they kind of share uh, most of the important points. But um, as far as I understand, Hyundai Kia Motors filing emphasized the possibility of uh, this IRA, uh, you know, law itself kind of uh, potentially violating Korea-US FTA Mm -hmm. because basically Korea-US FTA, of course, FTA grants Korean products the same access to the market as just like the United States uh, products within the U.S. market. So Mm -hmm. um, clear violation if this kind of discriminatory uh, action prevents Korean products from being sold in this uh, equal condition. So it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. And also, I understand that the uh, Hyundai Motor filing indicated that this kind of action could... uh, Actually, uh, you know, discourage the the. I, I don't know whether they specifically said it or not, but uh, you know, the, the raising a possibility of the investment pledge that Hyundai Motor made this early this year mm-hmm. uh, may be delayed. Therefore, uh, you know, the delay of the implementation of this kind of uh, electric vehicle subsidy might, may be necessary in order to prevent that kind of unfortunate cases and so on. I think they raised the possibility. Uh, KITA, Korea International Trade Association filing, uh, emphasized the possibility of violating WTO principles, uh, MFN principles, most favored nation principles. And uh, it also called for possible delay of the implementation of electric vehicle subsidies and so on. So, Mm -hmm. and lastly, Korean government filing, I understand that they raised the possibility of both of violating both WTO and FTA altogether, and uh, uh, it has suggested, in my understanding, the three-year delay of the implementation of this, uh, you know, electric vehicle subsidy. Three-year delay here means currently Hyundai is building its factory in Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, electric vehicles, mm-hmm. so uh, it will be finished before twenty twenty. Five. So, oh. uh, you know, after that, uh, Hyundai Motors, electric vehicles will enjoy the same kind of conditions as well. So three-year delay of implementation kind of makes good sense as well. So that uh, must be a key point of Korean government's filing to mm. the Treasury Department. Uh, now, of course, allowing for the three-year delay, I mean, these are just potential scenarios. Now, it, it, it may push, push uh, the United States in a tricky position because South Korea is not the only one filing a complaint in a similar manner. There are other EV makers, namely from the EU and uh, Japan. We'll get to that question in just a moment. But first, uh, based on your expertise, Professor Kim, can we look at some possible scenarios? What do you see ahead in the way the U.S. Treasury may process these three inputs uh, proposed by the Korean International Trade Association, the Korean government, and particularly Hyundai Kia Motors? At this point, uh, I don't think anyone can make any clear prediction Mm -hmm. with confidence. But the thing is, uh, this was the important step for Biden administration in emphasizing job creation in the United States and also helping the U.S. native industries altogether. So uh, that's one of the reasons why Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, emphasized uh, quite a while ago that this law has to be implemented as as it is. Mm. Uh, interesting move last week reported was reported last week was that. Uh, both at the House level and the Senate level, uh, there are lawmakers who introduced uh, uh, revision draft of this law, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
uh, one came from the, the lawmaker and in the House of Representatives from Alabama. Actually, Alabama is where Hyundai currently has its factory there. Mm. And then another bill for the upper house Senate, uh, uh, Senate member from the state of Georgia, where Hyundai is building its factory at, as we speak. Uh, they submitted a revision uh, draft, uh, you know, the, addressing this electric vehicle subsidy uh, action. So uh, there are moves in the Congress. Of course, you can say, well, these lawmakers, they face uh, re-election. So what right. sense does it make? The thing is, once uh, because these draft bills have been submitted, uh, you know, all those people who support Korea's position have a better position after even new con- congressional members come into their chambers that they mm-hmm. can start from here, mm-hmm. uh, reviving the draft, and then they can add, take an action from there. So uh, the, the the fact that action is being taken place in uh, in the Congress itself, I think it's a kind of uh, encouraging sign. But then again, I guess in terms of how to f- how far we can go revising the law itself. Uh, no one can make a, uh, a sure, you know, uh, confident judgment at this point. Uh, together with South Korea, the EU and Japan particularly are also share the same concerns over this new U.S. law and challenge its fairness. How have they mm-hmm. dealt with the issue so far? Is it a similar approach to South Korea? Yes, indeed. Uh, you know, the thing is, electric vehicle sales, Hyundai Kia are leading uh, in the U.S. market. So the impact on uh, other automakers like Japan and, and then Europe, uh, it's not as extensive as the impact that we face, mm-hmm. Korean automakers face in the U.S. However, you know, the, the reactions from both parties have been quite strong. Mm-hmm. And last week, we actually had a delegation here in Korea from Germany led by uh, German President uh, Frank-Walter Steinmeier, uh, he led a uh, economic uh, business delegation to this country. And uh, I understand the government, Korean government, had a discussion with them in terms of how to deal with this issue in the United States. The thing is, uh, you know, EU is being led by Germany and the EU has been quite strong. EU as a whole has been quite strong about this, uh, you know, United action. They are saying this is a clear violation of WTO rules and that this is an extreme measures of protectionism. Mm. And the EU has been uh, making demand that, uh, you know, e- uh, European automakers of uh, electric vehicles have to be treated equal as the ones that are pre- producing their EVs in Canada and Mexico as well. So EU position has been very clear. Japan also has been uh, making similar uh, moves as well. Japan has filed their position to Treasury Department, uh, demand for public opinion. And then they were uh, saying, making clear statements that this kind of action by the United States could discourage future investment by US, uh, by Japanese automakers. So uh, yes, quite strong reactions from both Japan and EU. Uh, the U.S. midterm election is also to be held at this Tuesday local time. If the Republicans do win, they're at least based on polls leading by a small margin, do you see any possibility of them nullifying or changing the status of the Inflation Reduction Act, something that President Biden has been selling to U.S. voters as one of his key legislative achievements? Right. And I think uh, before this uh, segment, you were mentioning that the, the landscape for the outlook of uh, midterm election 
in the U.S. seem evenly divided. Uh, but, uh, you know, let's assume that Republicans win. Mm. And in that case, what happens? The thing is, uh, what has to happen is, uh, first of all, you know, like uh, House and Senate, they have to make up their minds in terms of like, you know, nullifying this law or whatever. They have to pass a bill to nullify the uh, this law. And then that action will be sent to White House. White House uh, continues to be occupied by Biden, who signed the law with such a great excitement and everything. And uh, IRA itself is Biden's initiative. So Biden will veto mm. the congressional action. Then what happens is this vetoed bill goes back to the U.S. Congress. Mm. And once a bill it has been vetoed by the president, uh, in order to override the veto, Congress needs two-thirds of the votes. Mm. So that's pretty tough. When you say, you know, the, the election outlook is evenly divided, what that means is probably either party will win a very narrow margin of the victory. So uh, getting uh, two-thirds of the votes for any bill, that seems quite nearly impossible at this point. So that's what we see at this moment. And maybe even just a different angle. Um, some critics say that the IRA might even share a, a, an ounce of President Trump rhetoric, this America first idea. So right. I, right. I guess that also raises another point of why would it also be in Republicans' interest to overturn the Inflation Reduction Act? But the thing, the thing is, right, however, right. you know, interesting thing is right. in both uh the the floor leader at yeah. the uh, at the house, Kevin McCarthy, yeah. uh, he showed his uh, desire to get rid of the bill, mm-hmm. and then the the Senate, uh, Lindsey Graham, also indicated his desire to get rid of IRA because IRA is just a, mm-hmm. just a like trademark uh, Biden mm-hmm. uh, agenda. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yes, the the wheel is there, and as you're saying. Uh, the, the landscape itself, reality doesn't seem to support that will. Ah. Uh, to wrap up today's discussion, we do want to ask a big picture question. That is, what does the Inflation Reduction Act case actually mean for the future of Korea's economic ties with the U.S., uh, especially at this turbulent time of world geopolitics and perhaps with that complications not necessarily alleviating itself in the near future? Right. I guess I can go on a long time on this <laughs> point, but I would like to manage time to be very, very brief. I think we are being reminded by this case this time is once again the volatility of uh, U.S. politics. Mm -hmm. Uh, The way Biden came to Korea asking for Korean businesses pledge to invest in in the United States earlier this year. And immediately after his return, he introduced this bill in the Congress, kind of like hitting Korea in the back, uh, back of our head, if you will, the Korean expression. you know, the, the thing is, uh, Biden White House is desperate for its uh, political win at this point when they face such a strong wind ahead uh, against uh, coming from Republican Party and also possible revival of Trump and so on. So uh, U.S. politics is very volatile and uh, we have to be very careful in terms of making our pledges and, uh, you know, strength, uh, when we say strengthening our alliance with U.S. government, uh, you know, we have to keep in mind how government may, may change going ahead under this currently uh, current environment of extremely divided politics in the United States. I think it's it's one of the big lessons we learn once again. Uh, second part would be in terms of uh, trade uh 
uh, lobbying and trade communication in Washington by Korean companies. Uh, of course, this time the way IRA was, uh, you know, uh, passed in the Congress, it was extremely short time, but still, still after pledging all this, making these pledges, uh, incredible pledges of in, producing in the United States, uh, Korean businesses should have been uh, very strong in pressing the point adding some kind of exemptions for those companies who made these kind of pledges mm. in the law when it was being introduced in the Congress. So uh, we need a better radar in Washington. Mm. Uh, we need better uh, hands in terms of operation behind the scenes in communicating with the U.S. Congress and so on. So that's strongly desired on the side of business community uh, here in Korea as we deal with our Kiela United States in Washington. Thank you very much, Professor Kim, for the insights. We'll speak to you again next week. Thank you very much. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.